Get all our college football coverage all day, right here. 105.5 and 97.5. We are the Roar. Touchdown! Where every day is game day. William Pogamish, Ben Milstead, live here at Doug Kingsmore Stadium. We are talking, uh, well, we're, we're talking Clemson baseball today. We're having a good old time with uh, all these staffers. We, we, met, uh, we met Nick Schnabel. We, uh, we talked to Jimmy Bellinger. Obviously, Eric Backich has been on with us. And uh, we also uh, met Griffin Mazur, talked to Jackson Lindley. It's been really, really nice. And uh, we got a couple more interviews coming your way here this hour, including... Uh, Garrett Eden, who is uh, the president of the Cheap Seats, is I didn't know the Cheap Seats had a president, but I guess they need someone to preside over the proceedings it's, out there. It's a big deal now, Quack. You need a president. You got to have a board, man. That's right. And uh, so we're excited to do this. It's the 20th anniversary of the Cheap Seats as a fixture at Doug Kingsmore Stadium with Clemson baseball. And Garrett, kind enough to join us for a few minutes here today. Garrett, hello. How are you? Hey guys, how are y'all? Oh, we're doing fantastic. I want to know, what is the process of becoming the president of the cheap seats? Is this like a dictatorship where you seize control via military? Is, this, is there an election? I just need to know how that happens. Well, I tell you, yes, there, there is an election, and it's funny. Yes, we do have a board now. Uh, we've come a long ways from just a couple guys in the back of a, some pickup trucks. So, uh, Garrett, but, yeah, everybody uh, – you know, kind of votes on it. Uh, we've had a couple over the years run the thing, and uh, you know, Mark Rivera was our latest, and uh, and now they uh, they kind of deem me in control for now. So, for those that don't know, the cheap seats is, is the name of the school bus that now is in right field at Doug Kingsmore Stadium. When I first started coming here, Garrett, it was in left center field. So, just maybe the the backstory how that all got started uh, here at the stadium. All right. Well, uh, it really, it really starts in 2000. Um, there's basically uh, kind of three groups hanging out there in, in right field. That's what we did. You know, this was a day where we had a, I don't know, a 20 foot high chain link fence, and uh, we we would back trucks up to the fence, and we're all out there tailgating, have a good time, watching baseball, and and there's uh, there's a there's multiple groups, but three that really we're always there no matter what uh rain sleet shine whatever um and those three groups kind of came together uh um to to form one and one of those groups back in 2003 about three weeks before baseball season brian griffiths is actually the one that came up with the idea he was just looking through the classifieds and uh saw a uh saw a short bus for sale uh, out of Lawrence Academy, and it was up for sale for four hundred dollars. And he said, "Yo, I got this idea. Let's uh, let's form this uh, tailgate machine." And you know, baseball wasn't even in mind at that point. And uh, literally that day, uh, three others, you know, threw in a hundred bucks, and uh, they're on their way to Lawrence Academy with four hundred dollars to buy the bus. And now basically that. that- how it came together 
That, now, that is wild. So you're telling me $400 has given us 20 years of cheap seats. That's all it took. Yep. Well, maybe a little bit more than that uh, with the <laughs> with, with the different groups that came together. But basically, yes, that is that is how the bus uh, uh, originated. So tell us a little bit about in the last 20 years. Obviously, things have looked a little bit different in the outfield with the Chapman grandstands and so forth. And yet the cheap seats has been a fixture. How have things changed for the cheap seats in 20 years? Well, obviously we started in right field and trucks. And then the bus came along, and we just had a platform on the bus. And we, we were still out there in right field. And, well, uh, you know, <clears throat> these are all college kids pretty much at that point with uh, some other local adults. And we start adding scaffoldings. And it starts getting bigger and bigger, and the group becomes larger. Um, and, uh, and at one point, uh, and I, I can't keep up with the years now, um, we, uh, we have to get moved over to center field. Cause I believe that was the initial discussion when the scaff, uh, the Cajun cafe was going to start, uh, their little scaffolding, uh, area. And so they moved us over to center field. You know, Jack was going to make sure, you know, we were there because we're all about baseball, um, first and, you know, the social aspect later. But uh, they moved us over to center field at that point where we were there for a handful of years. And um, then it was approached to us what they wanted to do with the stands all the way around. And at that point, uh, you know, Coach Leggett said, hey, whatever we do, we want, you know, we want cheap seats involved. And they asked us to stay involved. And at that point, you know, it was discussed. Uh, I know Mark Rivera was, was very involved with this. Uh, setting up uh, cheap seats permanently um, in right back in right field where it all started, and building the scaffolding uh, over at the top of it. And uh, so, uh, after uh, some discussions, and uh, you know, everybody was on board. And that's what happened. Um, you know, just to kind of cut it short and sweet. Over the years, uh, have we had dignitaries out there? Any any uh, you know interesting stories or mishaps that you can share on public radio? <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I, I do need to be careful there. We won't mention names, um, but uh, you know, there, <laughs> you go back to the time before um, we we had to put up railings. This was not OSHA certified. Um, there was plenty of times where, uh, things are getting excited out there, you know, big hits. And, uh, if you're not paying attention, you know, one little step and it's a, it's a 13 foot drop, uh, right off that bus. And, uh, uh, I can say I definitely, uh, succumbed to it once. Um, and I'll, I'll own that, but granted that was before the game even started and it was a packed house and I kind of got a, a nudge, but I knew I was going. So I pretty much jumped. And uh, was able to land it. You know, no one's gotten seriously hurt. Uh, but yes, we've had a few step off. Uh, I, I do recall one fella from Anderson um, kind of stepped off as he was trying to get off the bus, and we had a scaffolding uh, right underneath it, about a three foot drop, and he fell and hops up, and he's he's all excited. Everybody's hey, he saved himself, and then he turns around and falls right off the rest of it. And um, I hadn't seen him since. Oh. <laughs> Visit with Garrett but, Eden, yeah. the president. Go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, but yeah, I mean, there. I mean, there's there's story after story. Um, 
where you know we get we get heavily involved with these guys out in the outfield. We're out researching, uh, you know, what their sisters do uh, on the weekends, and, and we're talking to them, chatting it up in the uh, outfield, whether it be the center fielder or the right fielder, and we're making sure they they know we're there and we're having fun with it. But uh, there's been many memories where uh, we've had a couple of those guys uh, come scale the fence, ready to talk a little bit more personal with us. Uh, so, yeah, all kinds of fun stuff has happened out there. Ben, I got to tell this story. Uh, the first time my brother played college baseball was here uh, for Charleston Southern, and he played right field, and we were out in the Cajun Cafe that game, and uh, the cheap seats were giving him a really hard time. They're and, talking about his brother? Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but my but my grandma was out there, and she was not, <laughs> she was not having that. Um, I, I, I got to ask, that you know, that, that brings up a question. The relationship between uh, the cheap seats and the Cajun Cafe, I got to be honest, for a long time I thought it was one and the same, but you're telling me there were different groups. What are, what's yep. it like for you guys? Two, two different groups. Well, uh, you know, uh, clubs, or cheap seats is always about baseball, and uh, we're out there to have a good time. And, you know, over the years, you know, I'm sure we've, we've butted heads before because we were – we were the young young kids that you know acted like idiots, and uh, they were kind of the corporate <laughs> crowd. They didn't really want us involved. And then when we got moved over there, you know, uh, some of them didn't like us barking as loud as we did at the players and different things. But now, over the years, we all kind of somewhat matured, and I say that very loosely. Um, and uh, we've got a pretty good relationship with those guys now, and uh, we we all get along, and we're all there for uh, Clemson baseball and and having a little bit of fun and uh, and just trying to support the guys where we can. All right, so what can we expect for year 20 from you guys? Anything special? Well, um, they, they won't let us do too many fireworks or anything like that, but uh, I, I do know uh, we've been working hard, cleaning the bus up, getting it painted, you know, getting some new uh, new new banners, new things going on out there. Um, you know, we're going to be a, a loud and ruckus crowd this season. We're really excited with Coach Bakich coming back, uh, Coach Leggett coming back. And uh, you, you, I think you'll see a, a more populated, uh, just a slam full bus this season uh, on the weekends and uh, us being a little bit louder than usual. I do know we finally got the horn back up and running here a couple weeks ago and uh, – you know, we're excited about that, and uh, I've been <clears throat> already doing our homework on our outfielders. I've got a good list here of, you know, who's cousins with who, and uh, and we're, we're, we're ready to go. <laughs> Garrett, I'm going to go out on a limb and say you're on first name basis with the fire marshal around here. Is that, would that be fair? Uh, uh, yeah, he, he usually visits us uh, <laughs> on, on game one, on game one, but, uh, you know, we, we, we make sure to keep it all uh, – all straight with him, you know. They, you remember, uh, they shut us down uh, out in center field many, many years ago um, uh, on opening day, and that was when we finally had to get OSHA approved and uh, build the railings. And uh, I, I, I recall, you know, it, I think it took us maybe five, six innings to get it done. We had to go get some lumber. We had hog wire, you know, put it all together while he was sitting there waiting. <laughs> And, uh, and finally, by uh, the sixth inning, you know, cheap seats was once again occupied. 
That's fantastic. Uh, you know, just a six-inning job. No big deal. <laughs> six-inning carpentry. Yeah. TLC couldn't do it any faster than that. Uh, no, Garrett, no. We, uh, a, we, uh, we really appreciate the time. And uh, we're, we're looking forward to 20 years of the Chiefs. He's looking forward to being here in a raucous uh, Doug Kingsmore Stadium in three days. And I'm looking forward to you guys setting the tone on that. All right. We appreciate it. We look forward to it. We'll be fired up come Friday afternoon. Love it. Thanks very much, Garrett. That is uh, Garrett Edens, the president of the Chief Seats. See, I learned something today because I thought it started in left center, but that I didn't realize it started in right and moved and moved back. back. So interesting. There, we we might need to go get our picture made at the Chief Seat bus before we leave. Oh, that would be great. Uh, that'd be great. I I would love to do that. God, I would love to. All right, uh, let's take a break. Uh, when we come back, we may be able to coax a few words out of Bob Mahoney about uh, Clemson baseball. Maybe. <laughs> we'll see. I uh, do want to tell you about our friends at Toyota Beasley. Go by and see them today. They'll hook you up on Highway 123 with a new or pre-owned vehicle just like you want it. They've got a great selection of new Toyotas that either are on the lot or that they can get for you. They'll put it on the lot. You can come pick it up and drive it off. Uh, you can test drive a new Toyota today. They've got a sales staff that is absolutely 100,000% committed to serving you with the absolute best in customer service. They're also going to serve you after the sale. Speaking of service, their service department is terrific. For more, go online at toyotabeasley.com or go see them on Highway 123. It's Beasley, where their name means a great deal. Hour 3 continues. We've got more from Doug Kingsmore Stadium next. Gentlemen, erectile dysfunction or low T got you down? Take action now and turn your life around. Call Greenville Men's Clinic at 301-1111 or greenvillemensclinic.com. Make the call today, 301-1111 or greenvillemensclinic.com. Sark's Greenville Auto Repair is your shop that can repair your vehicle. Our staff has over 30 years of experience and are ASE certified, serving Greenville County since 2015. We specialize in brakes, suspension, wheel alignments, tires, engine diagnostic, and oil changes on all foreign and domestic vehicles. If you need basic maintenance or emergency repair, we can get you back on the road quickly. Located at 1900 Wade Hampton Boulevard, Greenville, or call 864-609-0202 for an appointment today. You can visit us online at sarksgreenvilleautorepair.com. 2008 was an incredible year for me and my family. Not only was it the year that I became head coach at Clemson, but it was also the year that I found the only dealership I need for sales and service. Toyota of Easley is my kind of place. If you are considering the purchase of a new or used vehicle or need your current vehicle serviced or repaired, then I encourage you to go see the winning team at Toyota of Easley. Be sure and tell them Dabo sent you. East Main Furniture in Easley. Clearance sale is going on now. Everything in stock is highly discounted for great savings. Come find deals on living room, bedroom, dining room, lamps, rugs, mattresses, and occasional furniture. Brands like Lazy Boy, England, Best, Ashley, Catnapper, and Liberty Furniture. All at discounted prices. Hurry in for the best selection. East Main Furniture, located at 829 East Main Street in Easley. Or call 864 442 6054 today. Keeping track of your teenager's whereabouts can help deter underage drinking. Here's some helpful tips from the Forrester Center for Behavioral Health in Spartanburg. Ask the five W's. Where are you going? What will you be doing? Who's going? When will you be home? And will there be alcohol? Your teen will be more open to honest conversation if they feel you're asking because you care, not because you distrust them. Underage drinking isn't a rite of passage. It's against the law. 
Visit theforestercenter.org today for more resources. Needing to rent a mini excavator like a Bobcat E32, a skid steer, or wood chipper? Or maybe a smaller tool like a pressure washer, jackhammer, or compactor? McNeely Store and Rental has got you covered. Clemson alumni-owned, renting equipment and selling materials for more than 30 years. We also sell septic materials, ADS drainage products, concrete boxes, real stone veneers, and more. With two upstate South Carolina locations in Clemson and West Union, McNeelyStoreandRental.com. Or call Matt for a quote today, 828-553-4338. Wakefield Automotive has built a reputation of trust with its loyal customers for decades. Their family-owned business loves helping the upstate save. Now they have the Wakefield Family Promise. Even with new vehicle shortages, you will never pay over MSRP for your new Buick or GMC. Get the best price on your new Sierra, Yukon Envision, or Encore GX, and the excellent service you expect from them. So don't pay a big markup. Experience the Wakefield Automotive Family Promise and save. Visit us today at 300 West St. John Street in Spartanburg or at wakefieldauto.com. Your Pie Clemson is hiring for their new location at Dockside, convenient to Clemson, Seneca, Pendleton, or Central. If you're looking for a fun, energetic work environment with free food, come join the team. Many full-time and part-time positions available with quick advancement into leadership roles. Learn all the details of running your own business. Apply now at yourpie.com forward slash careers to be a part of the Clemson Your Pie family. Pizzas, brews, gelato, it's your pie. Live and local sports talk coming to you from the Upcountry Fiber Studios. This is 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. Serving the five counties of the South Carolina Upstate, Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection. From the Liberty Bridge in Falls Park to the top row in Memorial Stadium, we are your home for sports across the Upstate. 105.5 and 97.5, we are The Roar. Hour three continues live at Doug Kingsmore Stadium. Talking a lot of Clemson baseball today. We've had some Clemson basketball conversation. I still, I think Ben and I are going to fight about the uh, holding call in the Super Bowl. That may happen tomorrow, but I think we might we might fight about it. You mean the non-holding call? The- <laughs> I can't wait for this. Uh, this hour of the program, before we talk to Bob Mahoney, is brought to you by Buff City Soap. And I just want to read you. Again, it's Valentine's Day. Buff City Soap loves me, and I love Buff City Soap. And uh, today only, treat yourself four for $20. Soap bars, bath bombs, truffles, and shower fizzies in store and online. Four for $20. There's hope for the world. If you can get that stuff, four for $20 on Valentine's Day. Gentlemen... If you're, if it's a last-minute deal and you haven't done anything and you don't want to be the worst husband that there is, Buff City Soap is a place to go today. Two locations to serve you, Harbor Village Shopping Center in Clemson and the Shops at Greenridge in Greenville. That's our good friends at Buff City Soap. I've, I've got uh, Valentine's Day plans already, but, uh, you know, some others, some others may not. I'm going to go run with my wife after this. Is that is that enough of a if she wants to run on campus and I say, yes, we can run on campus after the show, is that enough of a Valentine's gift for her? Is it what she wants to do? Yes. Are you doing it together? Yes. Will she be happy afterwards? Yes. That is what you need to do. Okay. That's good. I'm learning so many things. I always learn when I talk to Bob Mahoney about <laughs> baseball and about life. 
Uh, and Bob joins us right I now. I think Bob would agree with that. I mean, between the two of us, there's 70 plus years of marriage. I think we, <laughs> yeah. I think we would be in agreement on That's that. Right. Yeah, between there the, is. between two of us, there's 73 plus years of marriage between three of us. So there we go. A lot of a lot of knowledge here. Um, how are you? You feel good? Yeah, I do. It's like I said when I walked down here. Sometimes you got to invite yourself. You know, <laughs> I've listened That's to this true. for the past two hours. That's true. And I've heard such great stuff. I could not stay away when I walked out of the locker room after I worked out. When I was running the steps, I don't even remember running the steps. Y'all were so good during <laughs> that, that forty-five that means it was minutes. Really good because I always remember running <laughs> steps. Um, what What's one thing that particularly struck you today that you've heard? Well, it, you know, we talked about it. Off the air a minute ago, but the thing that keeps hitting me, and and I've introduced Eric like five times at five different speaking engagements around the town, and even in uh, in Gaffney we went. But the the one thing that I hear them and a lot of players saying, some of them in a roundabout way, is it's changed the trajectory of my life, of the way I play the game, the way I present myself off the field. It's interesting that that's 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 one thing that really does stand out to me. It's it's changed the trajectory, which means you're looking at things differently than you had before, and whether it's appreciating things a lot more, which you can see that in these kids, just in the interviews with Lindley, uh, you know, earlier. I mean, you could see he's he's different. He's different. He he was a leader on this team last year, but he's a different kind of leader. I think this year, and to hear him talk about the other kids, everybody's got leadership qualities. And it's how you develop those, and uh, that's what seems to happen a lot off the field. Now, how that's going to, you know, uh, define wins or losses, I don't know, but you can't help but think that it's going to be a different presentation on the field. Well, I can't wait to talk to you about it at 3.30 on <clears throat> I Friday. I can't either. I cannot bringing, either. I mean, it's <laughs> just it, – it's, but it's one of those things you're talking – like the way that people are speaking about the program, the way the, the coaches – are talking about it you you know it's different and you feel it's different but it's hard to exactly pinpoint what it is but it it doesn't feel superficial i mean ben and i were talking about this like that it you you can't just call it something but it's there and you know it's there and you're just hopeful that it'll translate like the coaches are very confident that it will well the thing that i see it it's kind of the heart of the team i think what happens on the field is what people want to know about your fans when they come in there they want to know who's going to be starting who's going to be the middle guy who's going to be the closer who's going to be playing second base most of the year who's going to be in the outfield what's the lineup going to look like and as many times as those that you've interviewed today have been asked some of those questions that's not the heart of this team the heart of this team has happened in the fall and it's been the way that they have kind of changed the trajectory of this team. And they've brought the two guys in from Virginia, I mean, from Michigan. And that was interesting to talk when Lindley said they didn't say anything. You know, we went to them and said, okay, what can we expect? They said, you got to figure it out. It's up to you to figure it out. We'll help you, but it's up yeah. to you. I've, I thought it was interesting. You know, we used to interview when we would interview football players on Tuesdays. I, I'm thinking about Taj Boyd specifically, that his first couple of years we would talk to him and he just sounded like a player. And like year three, he started sounding like a coach in the way he answered questions. I thought about that with Jackson Lindley when we were talking to him a while mm-hmm. ago. He he said a lot of the same things that the coaches say had already told us and said it in the same way. I thought, you know, that that's a good sign that, these guys are buying into that message. Yep. 
I I totally agree with that. And look, like we said, we don't we don't know how it's going to translate in wins and losses. But and I know you you hear this, and I think we're all on the same page here. We know this team hasn't made a couple NCAA tournaments, and so we're we're all wringing our hands about what do we need and what do we not have and what are we not seeing. And Eric Baggage comes in, he's like, I've never seen a roster this deep. And I don't think he's just saying that to do lip service. I think he actually means that. And so that has, just hearing him say that over and over and over again, very convincing way, now I'm convinced that He's just going to tap into something that this very talented roster just hasn't quite put together the last couple of years. Yep, and I think he said it um, very clearly with you when you all asked him, you know, what does he expect this year? He said, you know, it's like Christmas. I get to see my kids go out there on the field and open the presents. And I think, you know, he you never know what to expect. You don't know what the present's going to look like. But, you know, you got the excitement of them taking the field for the first time this weekend as you know, a team coached by Eric Backage, I think they're going to be proud of that. I think they're uh, not that they haven't been proud of being, you know, representing Clemson before, but I think they just see it from a different angle this year than they than they have seen it in the past. All of them, because it's been a different philosophy in the off season. Well, and Jackson Lindley also talked about you know they they are learning how to manage their finances, the classroom going, element. Uh, I mean, maybe I need to go to that. That might be a good thing. <laughs> I mean, it, it is those types of things oh, yeah. because then he, you know, he is communicating that, well, I'm a, I'm a better pitcher now because they're teaching me about how to handle mind. stress and, and just the mind games. And my goodness, we were just talking about physically, this team is very good, but mentally that's where some of the challenges are. And that in many respects is baseball. There are life. lots of talented. That's right. There are lots of talented people. There are lots of talented teams. But how you manage the ups and downs is what happens from the neck up. Well, and that's what uh, you know. That'll be interesting is to see how these kids handle adversity because there's going to be adversity. I mean, there is in this game how you handle adversity, and you know whether you resort back to the way you were before, or what you've learned in the last eight months. Is that what's going to come to the surface? And I think that's, you know, when the lights come on and you're playing somebody else and you got a big ACC series on a weekend, how are you going to react then? Are you going to react like you practiced and like you know is the right way, or are you going to resort to something else? You know, something else that may have worked for you in the past where it's something different. I think it's going to be different in the Eric Backage way. I agree with that 100%. I, um, I'm also I'm just going to throw this out there for the people. Uh, don't look up Binghamton. Unless you really want to get concerned about the opening weekend because they won the America East yes, last year yes. and they returned 25 players from that team that won the America East yeah, last seven year. Seven of the nine and the yeah. whole starting the whole, rotation. The whole rotation. The whole rotation. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. I will say the Friday guy, he, his numbers look a little inflated, but he also gave up ten runs in like a third of an inning to Florida in the regional. So uh, he's a he's a better pitcher in his numbers. Point being, they. When you see Binghamton on the schedule, you're probably thinking, okay, they're just going to roll out there and they're going to win 10-1. to 1. It doesn't matter. I'm telling you, if they win 10-1 three times, that's going to matter. That team's good, <laughs> and I'm nervous. Yeah. I was feeling so good today, too, when you bring that up. <laughs> I just want to get I looked out him up. I looked him up about a week and a half ago. <laughs> First of all, I had no idea where Binghamton was. And, you know, find out, it's in, oh, it's in New York. You know, teams that come down from anywhere up north are so excited to be able to play in an environment like this, they're going to be just as fired up as we are. Oh, so, yes. I mean, to play baseball down here in the south and, 
you know, against the story program, and, you know, their expectations are high, too. we got something to prove, so. And they've got older competitors. I heard Eric say that. They've got older players. And sometimes that experience, you know, we'll see. We'll see. It'll be a challenge. What about his contention that they need to have some miserable weather days <laughs> just to test their toughness and get them yeah. ready and all this? What, what's your... What's well, your thought on that? to tell you the truth, there there were miserable days that I looked forward to pitching on miserable days because hitters hated miserable days. They hated being at the plate on miserable days because you could throw right in on their hands constantly throughout the game. You know, as long as you're out there, you could bust them inside because the last they wanted they wanted is anything hitting their hands. It's so cold, or hitting it low on the bat. I mean, you know what that feels like. I just that's not a good feeling. So you could bust them inside. So I like I like the adversity of little you know little cold little wind out there. It uh, you know it, it gives you that mental edge. I know guys that play golf that love that. They love to go out and play golf against other people. That oh we got miserable weather. Oh this is awful. You know, and they just take it to another. It's an level. easy win. It's an easy win. Do we need to do that with a radio broadcast crew? Uh, I mean we already have. I, I we already have. We've had those experiences. Listen, that, that say, keyhole. At, I've at heard Augusta. a lot of whining about the <laughs> weather. I'm just I, I will never forget. We we were. We were like fourth <laughs> inning when that thing got to freezing, and yeah. the, every single bit of wind in a three-state area was coming in the one little window there at Augusta for that main series. Oh, was that? Oh, oh yeah. man, the uh, that was unbelievable. The Notre Dame and I, I, I Notre when, Dame. When he's talking about this, Pittsburgh last year, I'm thinking of the Pittsburgh game where, I mean, you you would have to be an absolute moron to watch that game and not think Pittsburgh embraces this, and Clemson is really uncomfortable. Uh, Clemson just wanted to go home. Let's just be yes. honest. You just wanted that game to be over and go home. Yep. So did the broadcast crew. Well, I think broadcast crew did. <laughs> That's what I was talking about. Yeah. <laughs> well, when we walked up to the up to the press box and we looked at those guys no, normally where we sit in that press box up there, and they looked at us and they said, did you see that table you just passed outside? And we said, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's where that's your broadcast. That's where you're going to be <laughs> the next two games. By the way, oh, you'll be there God. for nine hours. <laughs> oh Lord! <laughs> Texter says, "Clog, tell them about calling the game at St. Joe's on the hill in the cold." They did put us outside in the uh, Christchurch St. Joe's game. Yeah, and uh, there were there were like parents, which you never know which kid's parents, so you have to be careful what you say. But they were they were like stacking lawn chairs like all around us, and it did not block the wind. <laughs> That was that. It, we won't have a colder game than that this year, or the time when I still say this is like ten years ago, and I'll never forget it, and I'll never let him live it down. Where I was the only one not in the email with Don Munson that said, "Make sure you bring a jacket. We're going to be outside at Virginia Tech." And then oh, we yeah, played eleven yeah. innings that Friday night, and I was like, <laughs> I had a, a light jacket just to go from the car to inside and back. That was uh, that was bad. Yeah, well, we have experiences that we can <laughs> write books on for that. Oh man, we're not going to need that this weekend. I don't think Mm-mm. it's supposed to be pretty nice. It won't matter. It won't. That's right. It, none <laughs> of that will matter. It will not none matter. Of- <laughs> um, what what's yeah. the what's the one thing that you're most excited about for uh, for opening day? Pitching. I heard somebody talk about it earlier in your interview. I'm excited to see who's taking them out. It'll be interesting to see Ryan Hammonds in a different role this year. You know, as a starter, what's he's going to be like? And I'll tell you the truth, in the fall, when we were out here practicing, where I knew no, but I knew nobody on the field. I knew hardly anybody. And the guys that did know me were nice enough to come over and say, hey, you know, Corbett and Blackwell and Caden Grice and some of those guys would at least say hi. But I, 
I stood next to Ryan Hammonds just just to say, okay, who's that guy? Who's that guy? He looks pretty good. Where is he from? Where's you know? And so at least I got to know some names. But uh, Ryan is he's so outgoing and a great another great leader on this team. And I'm interested to see him take on that new role as a starter, and especially uh, you know starting Friday night. That's going to be a lot of fun. I think that the fans are going to really enjoy seeing him out there starting a game. And um, I, I'm just interesting to see how they put the pitching staff together. You know, we all know who the starters were, who the starters were last year. Are those guys going to see the mound to start games in the other two games in the weekend? Or are we going to see some of those left-handed freshmen that you heard uh, Bellinger talk about? You know, some of those guys are really high on some of those freshmen. I, I got a feeling some of those guys are going get, to get, get some opportunities this weekend. That's what I'm excited about, seeing guys on the mound. I know what to expect from, from Cooper Engel, from Blackwell, from Blake Wright, Caden Grice, and we know what to expect from, you know, Riley, the new kid that will be playing second base. And the outfield, whether it's Corbett, you know, starting out there. Will Taylor sounds like he's going to be a little bit on the mend, and he may not play out there. I'm interested to see how they're going to fill the other two slots out there because I've seen a lot of really good players here in the fall and in scrimmages that, that could do that. Some young guys that are probably pretty hungry to play and feel like they've earned a position. So, that's going to be interesting to see how the outfield comes together, but pitching is what I'm most most interested to see how they're going to put the staff together. If I'm looking at the position player side, I think, and I was thinking about this the other day, I think I would rather have veterans and consistency in the infield if you're going to have youth in the outfield as opposed to vice, vice versa. versa. Yeah, no question. Yeah, because I, I tell you, being a pitcher – not only do you, you feel good with infielders that are good infielders, but they're, they're usually a very encouraging bunch. You want the infielders yelling at you when you're on the mound, good and bad, and you also want a catcher that takes control of a game. And I heard, uh, uh, what's his name, talking about that catching. And, Mazer, yeah. yeah. Mazer. I, I was so impressed with him when you started talking about catchers because you want a catcher that takes control of a game and a pitcher. But talking about the infield, like you said, those are the guys that are immediately there to encourage you on the mound. When you have some off pitches, you know, the one guy coming in the infield to the, you know, out there on the hill and just saying something to you means an awful lot. And so you want veterans there that have been there before. You want those kind of guys coming up to the mound and say, hey, keep it in a moment. You're going to be okay. You know, you know you can get this done. And rather than the young guys that will be in the outfield, maybe. I'll just... Do you remember, Ben? Do you remember this last one? We'll get uh, we'll get Brad Owens on here. Uh, just he's going to tell us everything we need to know about the baseball program in 15 minutes. I love it so much. Um, do you remember? Uh, do you remember last week when I said that I was a little bit nervous about Tristan Smith, like how positive everybody's been about mm-hmm. Tristan Smith, and and oh man, I just you felt like he maybe had some command issues, and let's let's not set a super high bar. And I'm going to give Jimmy Bellinger credit because he's he's obviously not listening every day. He's busy. And doggone if he doesn't say Tristan Smith's name. And I'm, I'm trying to keep the people at bay with Tristan Smith as a local guy. I'm trying to keep the expectations low. And his own pitching coach has raised the bar for him. So now, like, I'm jacked up to see him. He's obviously going to be a fresh All-American. And he's – because he, he said he, he goes nine up, nine down with our yeah, opening day that. lineup. I, I mean, heard that. Yeah. Well, you, you, you can't say anything – you can't do anything but be excited about that if you got a young guy that's able to do that. Yep. So. And, again, it's how it transitions to when the lights come on. That's right. And we have seen, yeah. you know, over time, we've seen some guys who are like, you know, January workout warriors, and then pressure gets a little 
Pressure gets yep. a little high and things get a, go a little awry. Yep. We shall see. I'm excited to talk to you all this week just yeah. leading up to first pitch. Well, I thank you for giving me the time because I didn't really sign up for this. <laughs> or you didn't sign me up for this. So I just kind of inserted myself here. But uh, I can't help but come over here. when Always I, welcome. Look, oh, yeah. Like this? Are you welcome. kidding me? Listen, Brian Hennessy set up a floating schedule for the day. So yeah. we're... We're good. Well, you floated well. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Bob. Thanks. Bob Mahoney joining us. Brad Owen's going to join us in our final segment next. I'm a donut nut. I'm a donut nut. I'm a nut for Krispy Kreme. I'm Glenn Race with Krispy Kreme Donuts in Anderson and Spartanburg. We're open seven days a week. Pick up some delicious donuts and a cup of coffee. Whether it's our famous glazed or one of our specialty donuts, we have something for everyone at work or at home. Call Spartanburg and Anderson Krispy Kremes. I'm a donut nut, I'm a donut nut, I'm a nut for Krispy Kremes. If you are looking for first-class service, consider First Class Halt. Here at First Class Halt, our technicians are not paid by commission. All this does is promote unnecessary repairs and dollars being spent by you. We pride ourselves on being honest. We will never sell you a service that doesn't need to be done, and no surprises. All prices must be approved by you before work is done. Come see what first-class service really means. First Class Halt, located in Anderson and Greenville. If your family is faced with the decision to file a wrongful death lawsuit, it's important to know exactly what you need and how to get what you deserve. If your loved one dies due to the negligence of someone else, it's time for justice. Nick Lavery, Clemson's local attorney, and his office staff are here to help you through each step of the legal process. Call for your free consultation, 864-654-3680. That's 864-654-3680 to schedule your free consultation with attorney Nick Lavery today. For over 70 years, Ralph Hayes Toyota has been treating customers so well, you'd think they were part of the family. Members of our Family Promise program who buy a new Toyota will enjoy perks like lifetime nitro on tires, gas fill-up, lifestyle test drives, and three years no-cost maintenance. It's part of our pledge to give our customers the best new car buying experience. Ralph Hayes Toyota, Clemson Boulevard, Anderson. When it's time to replace your roof, there are so many things to consider. From the type of roof you have to the many types and styles of shingles. Gillstrap Roofing understands how each part of a roofing system works together to give you a beautiful and watertight barrier. Don't trust the one thing that really protects your home to just anyone. Gillstrap Roofing has been covering the upstate for four generations. Proven, experienced roofers for your home or business. Gillstrap Roofing, 269-1232. Carolina Auto Connection, the little dealer with the big heart. Celebrating 14 years serving the upstate. With no haggle pricing and no dealer fees, their customers come from all over the world. They have the lowest prices on the best pre-owned vehicles. Their staff is straightforward and honest. All vehicles are 49-point inspected and serviced, so you can buy with confidence. Carolina Auto Connection, 1434, Boiling Springs Road, just off I-85 Spartanburg. Call 864-814-DEAL for an appointment or carolinaautoconnection.com. Gary Mahaffey here with Insurance for Seniors and Disabled. First, let me thank all the WCCP listeners for making annual enrollment very special for me and my coworkers this year. Are you turning 65 in 2023? If so, you may be pondering your Medicare options. Many people feel like this is not important if they are working on and remaining on their company plan. 
Even if this is the ultimate outcome, I recommend that you look at all options for meeting your healthcare needs. If I can assist you in this somewhat confusing process, please call me at 864-307-8484 today. And please remember my services always come free to you and that I will shepherd you through Medicare in the unlikely event that I do not represent a company or specific plan that you're interested in. So again, please call today at 864-307-8484. This is The Roar, the home for everyone good enough to make varsity. 105.5 and 97.5 FM, where every day is game day. Sing my Final segment of the program. Glad to have you with us. Talking a lot of clips of baseball, some clips of basketball today. Just having a good old out of bounds uh, in beautiful 60-some degree weather with a slight breeze at a baseball stadium. And I'm just like, can I sleep here? Is there an air mattress situation? Um, I'm, you know, I may have to go in the classroom for warmth at times, but uh, God, this is awesome. And uh, we're about... We're 73 hours and 15 minutes out from first pitch on Friday. Get excited. Bob Mahoney's jacked up, man. He came up here. My man ran stadiums and then walked, like, across the street twice to come and be on the radio with us. So he's, like, floating here. He may never leave. He may never leave. He may be here for the next 73 hours. I got to be honest. I I see Brad Owens going home in the next 73 hours. Yeah, I'm going to do that sooner than later just uh, to keep my wife happy, my daughter happy, and and I want to. I love that. We we do have a new uh, nap room, regeneration room in the facility now that if uh, if you need a little quick siesta, just go on right behind you here. I love it. I was was looking for a water fountain, Brad, and I walked in. To the nap room by mistake. Yeah. It's the regeneration room. And I kind of looked around like, am I waking anybody up? Yeah, I've been in there a few times trying to do something, and you you flip the lights on, and, oh, man, there's someone sleeping. (laughs) Hey, you know, you get one of those rain delays, you catch some Z's in here. Yeah. Heck, yeah. Um, We're going to talk to Brad about logistics and the uh, and the program putting on a season lots go into it that nobody knows about first though i want to tell you about you know i i'm always amazed speaking of logistics i'm always amazed that ingles is so well stocked like well any grocery store but especially ingles because i i always feel like there are so many more aisles than i can remember at other grocery stores and there just aren't any gaps i mean goodness gracious ben i walked through at our uh old home angles there in uh, central i walked through there the other day getting a couple things and i walked by the salad bar and i thought it was like like you can run 100 meters down the salad bar like it's the longest salad bar ever and there's no there's no gaps there's stuff every single thing like there is there's so much stuff you can put on a salad it just always it blows my mind how they keep everything so well stocked and they just give yep. you everything you could possibly need and it's fresh it's fresh yeah, i it's, love it i i wonder if they miss me as much as i miss them you know my old, my old stopping grounds. You know, you could go say hey on your way yeah, home and so. uh take advantage of a three X Tuesday. Uh you go there, earn three times the uh points on your Ingles Advantage card. Nice. Oh yeah. That's at your local Ingles where you find low prices and you will love the savings. And I gotta I gotta do this. I gotta transition directly from the place where you buy your food to PhD weight loss because when I'm at Ingles, 
I now make better decisions, uh, and that's thanks to Dr. Ashley Lucas and her team at PhD. Uh, listen, uh, I I have to explain to my family. Uh, we uh, buried my grandma this weekend, and uh, I just have to explain to some of my family to have it say they're like, "Wow, you look good." And so I, I get a chance to talk about uh, to talk about PhD, and it's just I mean everybody's kind of shocked. The people that know how I used to eat, they're shocked that I was able to go on a diet. That's how attainable this diet is, folks, I'm telling you. There are testimonials for days. People who listen know the benefits of the program. Uh, if you have questions about maybe uh, weight loss, you've got uh, some chronic illnesses that you want to beat back in your life, you've got medication you want to get off of, they can help you at MyPhDWeightLoss.com. One more time, that's MyPhDWeightLoss.com. Uh, Brad, this is – I've asked you this before, and I'm always interested to hear your answer because I think it somewhat changes from year to year. More stressful for you before the season when you're trying to set everything up or during the season when things have to adjust sometimes? That's a good question. I, um, I'd i say probably, you know, it, the, the travel, the, the logistics is probably, you know, by far one of my favorite parts of my job. You know, there are a lot of really good things. Very fortunate to to be here to, to encompass it all. But, um, you know, obviously there's a lot of planning, a lot of coordinating, figuring out the logistics beforehand, but probably more in the season just because you have to depend on so many things outside of your control. You could have everything exactly perfect and you check into a hotel and then that shift changed and they didn't do their job. And next thing you know, it looks like you didn't do your job. So I'd say probably just, you know, making sure that everybody uh, has done what you've asked them to do or you've worked all off season to plan actually becomes executed because you know the guys on the bus they don't know that you didn't order that meal that showed up 30 minutes late you know you had it 30 minutes early but whatever so um but again at the same time you know we're all competitive we all we like the season which brings a lot of excitement so i think the excitement of the season just the joy of the season can overshadow some of that stress too so i like i say all the time i dread the day i have to get a real job uh, yeah right uh speaking of that you you have the the great benefit of having been here. You and Ben Paulson have the great benefit of being here and seeing the transition to a new staff, seeing how some of the the players who have been here have responded. What's the biggest change in the group from maybe last May, June to what you've seen right now? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, someone asked me that question earlier. You know, like, oh, you've been a part of three staffs now. What's been the the biggest difference? And I honestly, I think you know, just summing it up between Coach Leggett to Coach Lee to now Coach Backage, you know. Just the strengths that all three of those coaches have brought to this program is like you're kind of getting a greatest hits model. So, you know, what I've really enjoyed just, you know, there has been a lot of change. Just, you know, you know, change isn't always bad, right? And if it's hard, it's not always a bad thing. So, you know, what Coach Backage has brought into the program, you know, I think, you know, as any coach would do at a new place is just the excitement, just the, um, you know, the goals that he know that we're, um, we can obtain and that we can reach and just seeing the players just buy into that you're know, buying into things that are different you know having a classroom setting every day that you know for more it's really ever about baseball it's about building a good foundation of being a good teammate to just life skills that you know I enjoy being a part of I've got a whole notebook of notes in there that I've taken just as a man just uh, I can be a better father or a better husband or son and uh, a friend and I think that's what's you know we're, what the guys are learning and I think it's been fun just to kind of sit in the back and watch how those guys have balled in and you know I haven't seen a ton on the field I've obviously been here but I know that stuff's going to correlate and that that's what gets me excited and just from them in May to February here just being able to buy in that much uh, from Coach Backage's leadership um, that's it's been a lot of fun to watch. 
You worked with Coach Leggett when he was head coach here. What's it been like having him back in the building? It's been fun. I, I remember, you know, I, I kept in, coach, in touch with Coach Leggett over the years from 2015 until you know this year so it's it's not like i hadn't gone from talking with him but you know he gave me my first job he's like a second dad so uh but i do remember uh, i guess it was in the fall uh, when we first started team training hearing his voice in in the facility before i actually saw him it was i probably won't ever forget that moment it was just i don't even remember what he said i should say but um, just hearing his voice back in the facility for the first time it was neat and i think obviously he brings uh, you know, a ton, you know, the guys have a ton of respect for him and just, you know, the experience that he brings and having him back. I, I think I give him a harder time now just by the little things that he taught me. Uh, so he, I've been messing with him a little bit, which has been fun kind of pick at him a little bit. So, um, but it, it's, it's been a lot of, a lot of fun for sure. I know um, Coach Backage says a lot about adding value to the program and you don't want to be taking value or almost like siphoning off value. You want to be adding value back. As somebody who knows what it's like to see teams add value over time, what what does that mean when he says that? What are the types of things he wants to instill by that? Yeah, I, you know, the just my gut reaction to that question, I think it's just it's just a lot of the things off the field too. It's just that attention to detail of, you know, giving back to your community or you know looking sharp when you're going to class or when you're you know meeting people the first first time in the airport or something. So I think you know there's there's a lot of ways that you can add value, and I think in just ingraining into our players' minds of you know, adding value in everything that they're doing. You know, he says all the time, you know, how you do one thing is how you do everything. You know, seeing a piece of trash on the ground, once you see it, you own it. You know, so these are, to me, those are just valuable life skills that, you know, are going to take them a lot farther than baseball will. You know, hopefully it takes them a long way. But I think just by being able to add that value in everything they're doing in the classroom, in the batting cages, the early work, in the, you know, the weight room, on the field, uh, I think it's kind of all encompasses just, you know, just that general life skill of how you do anything. Visiting with Brad Owens, Director of Operations for Clemson Baseball. You know, we were talking about schedule earlier. This is a schedule where you get a lot of your homework done early. So a lot of home games here. And then you start hitting the road, you know, around spring break. It starts uh, it starts to pick up a little bit. Is this the time where you can just kind of like come here, chill, sit back, <laughs> relax? You know, is it is it more of a chill environment when you don't have to coordinate travel for a few weeks? I don't know, Quack. I don't know if I've just chilled and laid back in, in quite some time. But, uh, you know, I think what it is good, with, just with a new staff, is you, you start to learn expectations. You know, Coach Package has been super low maintenance for my end. And, uh, but obviously, you want to do a good job. You want to, you know, do your your part to the best of your ability. So I, I think I am nice just to to kind of get a feel for uh, how we're going to operate. Yeah, we're gonna. It's going to be on the home setting, but you get a feel for your staff what they like to do, whether it's meals, whether it's travel, and just having more of that time to kind of get to know a staff better and a team better. I think will help us when, as we travel. So. Um, we're always doing something. That's we, we always got to keep swimming. That's one thing I always tell Coach Leggett. You tread water forever, you'll drown. So we got to keep moving. So uh, we'll be do, busy doing something. Um, another thing, you know, this may be an uncomfortable question for you to answer, but you've, you've now been held over from two consecutive staffs. That is, that is not normal in major college athletics because new head coaches like to bring in their own people. What does that mean to you? that now in two consecutive transitions a new coach has been like this guy's really valuable i want to keep him around no it's a it's it, i got goosebumps right now just thinking about it because it it really does it's it made me feel you know really good i i didn't know coach package extremely well 
uh, kind of the same thing with Coach Lee. Uh, I didn't know those guys coming into it. So what probably meant the most to me was uh, Coach Backage shared with me the, the first 30 minutes that we got to talk was how many outside people had reached out to him about myself and just mm. you know it's it's interesting I, I don't like talking about myself and I you know Dan McDonald I don't think you'd mind me sharing that it, you know it reached out to him about you know I don't know what you're gonna do with your staff but you know Brad Owens you need to think about keeping so I you know just hearing some of those comments and from some of the scouts that I work with and just other guys in the industry probably is what meant the most to me because you know I've I, I have a good relationship with Coach McDonald, but it's not one that I, you know, regularly talk to all the time. So just hearing people like that had reached out on my behalf really meant a lot. And just, you know, I obviously going to do the best job that I can do, whether I'm working for Coach Leggett, for Coach Lee, or Coach Backage. So I think just being able to, you know, have really good people around me that we can all work together and enjoy working together is it's really been fun and uh, really excited to see, you know, what this new staff has and for us to all to work together to reach those goals we've been talking about. We just have a couple more minutes. Uh, so you get to know – you probably get to know students and the student-athlete at a little different way that the coaching staff does. You've seen every one of these guys. You've known them as long as they've been on campus. Is there a guy that has changed the most since he's who, – who jumps out at you that's – Yeah, that's a great question. But I, one thing I enjoy the most about my job is just seeing these guys come in at 18 years old and leave as men because 18 right. year old transitioning from high school to college is, is probably the toughest transition in life. Um, but man, there, there's so many of them, you know, I mean, Caden Grice, he'll be the first to tell you just from, you know, the little things that, you know, maybe he had help with in high school to being out on his own, just from off the field stuff to, you know, getting his work done on the field. But I really don't know if there's one person in particular, I think, you know, across the board, you know, I've really enjoyed seeing these guys come into their own. Even I texted Bryce Teodosio the other day, just he made big league camp and just I told him just to keep being you because seeing these guys progress and how they keep you know, how they come out of clumps and leaving, that's what's made them successful. And you know, I excited to see these freshmen transition the same way. And it doesn't take long. By the end of the season almost their freshman year, you've you've already starting to see some of that change. So great question, but I yeah, I don't know if I could put my finger on one because there's just so many good people and, and good values that we're continuing to instill in them you know, each and every day. Uh, we had a Clemson baseball player mom reach out talking about how impressive it is that the players will text about you know some of the classroom things they're talking about and some of the, the different elements at work in their kids' lives and how they, they really want their parents to be a part of it. So that's really cool. Uh, 30 seconds, what's the thing you're most excited about for opening day? Man, uh, can I take this weather? Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. yes. No, just just seeing – I love watching from behind the scenes, you know, real quick and just kind of taking a backseat approach. But just seeing these guys' hard work uh, get out there on the field so it can just pay pay the dividends that they've worked so hard for. Just the coaching staff to athletic training to equipment to academics. We've already set one record in the classroom in the fall, so off to a good start there. But just, just seeing them get out there to have fun. They've worked so hard, and now they just get to have fun. So um, just reaping the reward of, of being able to put that Clemson baseball uniform on and um, you know reap it from all the hard work. Great stuff, Brad. Keep up the good work, it's man. Always a pleasure. Looking forward to visiting on – Many broadcasts. Yeah, that's right. Here. Look forward to it. Absolutely. Ben, this has been a full day. It's a been great, day. man. I've enjoyed this every moment. If you missed any interviews, theroarfm.com, every single hour's podcast, uh, you, you will not 
You'll regret if you don't catch up on it. God bless. We'll see you tomorrow. What's up next? WCCP FM 105.5, Clemson, Greenville, Anderson, WAHT AM 1560, Cowpens, 97.5, Spartanburg. We are the Roar. Built to last and rock-solid resale value. Just two of the many reasons to own a Toyota. And the place to buy your Toyota? Ralph Hayes Toyota in Anderson. For over 70 years, Ralph Hayes Toyota has been delivering great value and service while setting themselves apart from the competition. And they're the oldest